Hello and welcome to the Fish Out of Water podcast. You're here with me, Matthias, and Isaac. Um, today, we are going to be breaking down the crazy moves going on in the NFL, starting with my personal favorite, my savior right here. Wow. We're going to get into Russell Wilson. We're going to get into Carson Wentz. We're going to get into Aaron Rodgers, talk about some free agents such as uh, Bobby Wagner, Zadari Smith, and Vaughn Miller. Um, should be a great time to start. So anything you want to add? No, no. I'm just happy that the Seahawks stink now. Um, damn. Let's just get into it. Let's get into the Russell trade, the biggest trade of the offseason probably. This, this right That's here, crazy. That's this right crazy. here was the third greatest sports moment in my life. Number one, 2015 Broncos Super Bowl. Number two. I'll say Kawhi and PG, bro. That's Number dope. two, the earthquake where Kawhi and PG came. I – We'll never no chips, no chips. And number three, the emotional roller coaster that was Denver's quarterbacking yesterday. Oh my goodness. I am, I wake up at 7:30 in the morning. And if you know me, I've been saying Rogers is coming to Denver for two years, two whole years. And I'm I wake up at 7:30. And 30 seconds after it was tweeted, Rogers is returning and breaking the QB market. I just sat in my room, like I didn't know how to react. I'm going on the internet. I'm in my feels. I'm like, what now? Like I'm thinking Wentz, Jimmy G, Teddy again, you know, and I'm in math class and, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what could Denver do? You know? And I just go on my phone. I hit refresh. All of a sudden Russell starts flooding in. Russell starts flooding in. Yeah. Dude, congrats. Congrats. You had to deal with this uh, ever since Peyton Man. I mean, even like Peyton, when you guys won the Super Bowl, there wasn't, Peyton wasn't really good. We had since. 11 starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Zero playoff. Like, let that settle in. Yeah, 11. Past seven years, bro. It's been like Joe Flacco. Uh, Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, uh, Teddy, um, uh, Drew Locke, Brett Ripien, Paxton Lynch. I can go on for days. I don't want to, though. Yeah. Wow. You know, and it's finally over. It's finally over. Russell Wilson to this to the Packers or to the sorry to the Broncos. And honestly, as a Rams fan, I can tell you right now, first round picks are very overvalued. And I love this trade from the Broncos. They, I mean, like, look, Noah Fant, you know, great prospect, great tight end prospect. Uh, Drew Locke isn't really much of a loss here when you're <laughs> bringing in a new quarterback like Russell Wilson. You give up two first round picks. Oh, boo-hoo. You know, um, what, two third-rounders? F them picks. No, literally. Like, if you want a chip, you got to trade picks, you know. You got to get known commodity. And Russell Wilson, he's 31. Like, he's not going away anytime soon. So, great trade from the Broncos. It's just tough to see a guy like Noah Fanko. Um, He's a great prospect. Yeah, he was our first overall pick three years ago. But, man, I would make that trade 10 times out of 10. And I'm super happy, too, since he's finally out of the freaking NFC West. It's just us Niners, basically. I'm never going to take the Cardinals seriously with all this Kyler drama and Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. I'm just super happy with what's happening. Russell Wilson, I hate you, but thank you for leaving. Finally, thank you. Thank you. Man, yeah, I mean, if we're talking about who won the trade, just to get serious, it's clearly Denver. Um, 
I've never seen a trade with a haul this big, though, I will say. So this haul of Shelby Harris, uh, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth in exchange for Russell and a fourth is a huge haul. But what we know about the NFL is impossible to win a championship without a quarterback in today's age. It is absolutely impossible. So Denver has been, we've been, we were 500 below 500, but we had this young roster. And by getting a guy like Russell automatically makes you a contender. Like you said, he's going to be around for at least eight years. I believe he's 33. I could be wrong. I think he's 31. I think he's 31. Well, regardless, you're getting a decade out of him. And we know Russell takes care of his body. He's a leader. Um, He's anti-drama. He's the perfect fit. And the other thing about Russell, too, is a lot of people are sleeping on him because of his um, past, like his last two years. But we got to acknowledge the fact the Seahawks are not good. Like they have a horrible O-line. They run the ball way too much. Pete Carroll has got to be the most annoying 1970s time traveling coach I've ever seen in my life. Uh, DK Metcalf is one of the most overrated receivers. Amen. That is, space. that is Tyler fact. Tyler Lockett can barely create space. Russell Wilson's yeah, running I for his life. And I do think he did pull a little bit of a James Harden, um, except Russell carries himself better because two years ago, he did say there were four teams he wanted to get traded to. Like, you don't just leak that unless there's something going on there. You know what I mean? So Russell is going to be elite. And when I mean elite, he is going to have a crazy year in Denver. Um, the division is going to be hyper-competitive. Great move for Denver. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely franchise changing. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. You know, I couldn't put in better words than that. Now, let's talk about the Seahawks. You know, this is what I've been waiting for right here. Let's talk about how trash the Seahawks are going to be. No, not playing. But, you know, it's clear that they're heading towards a rebuild. You know, Um, they have ownership issues too. Like, yeah. And, like you were talking about Pete Carroll, I think there's serious there's a there's a question about his job now. I feel like you know I think he should retire. I, I mean you're 70, uh you're entering a team with a rebuild, you're people are questioning you as a coach. Like, I don't know. I would not be shocked if he retired before the start of this year. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um you were mentioning how Pete Carroll's really outdated. Like, dude, his his um, first of all, his offensive scheme is so basic. Um, that's why I think people forget how good Russell Wilson is, you know, and despite all how all, despite the scheme issues and how DK Metcalf can't get any separation whatsoever. You know, if you think about it, like Russell's still been a you know, pretty solid quarterback numbers wise. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, he's played 10 years and made the playoffs eight of those years and has been all pro nine times. Yeah. Or uh, Pro Bowl nine times. But those two years, he missed the playoffs for the last two years. Yeah. When the team has just been a complete wreck. Like, yeah. And I think the Seahawks organization is going to start to fall apart now, you know. Um, but they are heading towards a rebuild. Um, since we touched, we touched on Russell, I think another big guy for them. Um, I don't know about now as a player, but as a culture guy, Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner? Wagner, Bobby Wagner, he got cut um, yesterday. Shocking, uh, considering he's been their their defensive guy. He's been their leader, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Russell have been carrying that locker room for so many years now. Um, yeah, I think that's crazy that he got cut. Um, 
yeah any any what do you have to say about that yeah i mean uh seattle's going for a rebuild they're they're going all in as they should uh and bobby wagner getting caught was a huge tell of that uh let's be real seattle as a franchise has been sliding um they can't keep russell happy and russell's not a hard guy to keep happy um you traded two first for jamal adams which is one of the dumbest things i've ever seen and and, and they extended him to one of the worst contracts that i've ever yep. seen uh, so i mean russell's out bobby's out and i'll tell you a place right now i think bobby could very easily go and that's denver Denver has 27 mil. They're still 27 mil under the cap. They're not paying Javante. They're not paying Judy yet. So they have money to spend. And we'll talk about this guy over here, but he's coming back to Denver pretty clearly. And I think Bobby Wagner could be a, another piece they bring over. I would like to see Denver go after someone to replace Shelby Harris, kind of like a fat run stopper in the middle, I think would be a better priority. But I do think they need an edge rusher to put with Bradley Chubb. Um, so, I mean, that's a big place he could go. I will also say with Denver, I'm really excited to see what Russell Wilson can do with Hackett because Russell Wilson has been with Pete Carroll's whole life. Like, even when they were winning Super Bowls, it was Marshawn and Legion of Boom, and then Russell was, like, game managing. And then when Russell started to air it out, Pete Carroll never really, really gave him the scheme to take him to the next level. So now you're bringing in Hackett, and he is a first-time coach, but as an offensive mind, he's very uh, – I, I want to say modern. He's very modern how he uses this quarterback. He's passed first. He's been under uh, Rodgers. You've seen what he's done. So I want to see what he can do with Russell Wilson and these young pieces. Right. Yeah. And also, um, you know, just one thing about Denver that I think is getting slept on is how good the receivers are. Um, you know, I was listening to some people talk about um, Rogers potentially going to Denver and how that's not really like an accurate statement. I think, you know, there's between uh, Jerry Judy, who's had a tough year uh, or who's had a tough start to his career. Um, it's not all his fault. Um, he was know. injured last year and it, he really wasn't, he, he really wasn't playing, but his first year. definitely. Yeah. yeah. But you see that he has that release, incredible route runner. Um, he's Devonte Adams 2.0, um, the way I see him as a prospect. You got a guy like KJ Hamler, Cortland Sun, a great, a great contest, a contest catch guy. Um, you know this receiving core is miles, miles better than uh, what was in Seattle. Um, I agree. I do think there is yeah. some. So like we got to remember, Cortland Sutton was like on his way to being a superstar that two years ago before superstar. Yeah on his way to, he had that big year and he was young and then he tore his ACL. And then this year he was very like rehabby. Like he, he was snap counted. He wasn't like playing as well, but he started to pick it up late. Um, but the big thing is how are these guys going to be with the quarterback? They're young. Tim Patrick undrafted has been phenomenal. Yes. Judy has not reached his potential. So I want to see, I think this will be the year we get to see how well everyone fits together. It feels almost too good to be true, but I am so, I'm so excited. I think Denver's a team to watch this year for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think now, since Russell's now with the Denver Broncos, I think we got to start talking about the – is the AFC South, right? Uh, West. AFC West has the best division of football, like clearly. I would um, argue football history. 
I'd take it that far. Sure. Okay. Sure. I, I'm honestly, I'm not too updated with football history, but you know, there's never been a division where the quarterback play has been at this high of a level as in Derek Carr, who I consider a top 10 quarterback is the worst quarterback in the division. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. In terms of, okay. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy. Cause, uh, you consider how good the NFC West was for the past five years, but you know, just based on quarterbacks, you can argue that, uh, I still think the Raiders are a long way from even being close to the other three teams in the division. But uh, Josh McDaniels might just want to quit before he starts. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's a terrible hire. But <laughs> you know, this is a, this is gonna be fun. You know, we're gonna see Mahomes versus Russell twice a year now. We're gonna see Russell versus Justin Herbert twice a year now. It's gonna be a lot of fun. You know, wow. um, especially for me. We're just going to dominate the NFC West for years to come. Trey Lance is going to be a bust, and the Cardinals are not going to go anywhere. Okay. So I'm really happy about this trade. <laughs> I can't reiterate this enough. I can't. I'm, I'm really happy for Russell. I, I just think he needed to get to a place like Denver where he can finally like get an offensive-minded coach, some young weapons, a, a star running back in the making in Javante who – I believe we'll be the solo back uh, next year. I'd be shocked if we paid Melvin. Um, and also, I do want to say we haven't talked about Denver's defense, but I was looking at some numbers. Last year, despite having no offense, they were third in yards allowed and third in points per game and were ranked top five by Pro Football Focus. So this defense is only going to get better because they're young. This is a young defense. Um, like I said, Kenny Young was great last year. You had Baron Browning, who was a rookie. Uh, Pat Sertan, who I cannot say enough about. Um, Kyle Fuller's gone. He's had a horrible year. But he's a free agent, so we won't resign him. And they still have Callahan and Darby under contract. Justin Simmons, all-pro safety. Kareem Jackson, strong safety. You still have Bradley Chubb coming back from injury. Um, I'll, I'll segue into Vaughn soon, but Vaughn's going to be there. So I'm looking at this defense, and I'm thinking – you're giving Russell Wilson this caliber of a defense with these young offensive weapons. Like he's, this is dream come true for me. I'm just, I'm speechless. Yeah. I cannot wait for football season. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy because basketball season is getting super interesting now, but um, the off season's already, it's already, it's already overtaking basketball. I got to say, I'm, I'm starting to get interested in basketball now. Let me show you why. Look at that. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not Look gonna, at that. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be like. Like that's cool. Basketball cool. season starting back up real soon. Hey, I, I, you know I'm not a homer like Matt in terms of basketball, where he thinks the season sucks because the Clippers suck. I still love this season despite how trash the Lakers are. But, um, yeah, I, I'm excited to talk about basketball, but. Uh, for now, let's get back into football. So we talked about the Seahawks and Denver, um, Russell Wilson. Let's get into the Packers. Let's get into the Packers. Let's talk about. Actually, before we get into the Packers, I would like to acknowledge that Von Miller will be returning to the Denver Broncos. Um, let's see. If you are let's not see. in tune with social media, get on it. He's just been spamming. He played golf with Portland Sutton, posted a picture with Russell Wilson. He said he wants the old thing back, so. 
I think Vaughn's going to play one more year in Denver and retire. That's my gut feeling. We'll see. Um, I just obviously. hope he doesn't take a lot of money because he is older still and more injury prone. Like he didn't play much last year, even though he balled out in the playoffs. But yeah, either way, even if Vaughn leaves, like I'm never going to like hate on this guy. Dude was integral in our championship run. Um, yeah, either, either way, you know, I'm going to be happy if he leaves, you know, if he stays, whatever. I mean, yeah. You guys gave us that nice second, third, and Kenny Young, so. I'll take it. Are you kidding me? For a chip? Any day for both teams, because we weren't going to win it last year. Any day of the week. Yeah, it's basically a win-win, you know. Yeah. If you think about it. But, all right, now let's get into the Packers. Uh, Specifically, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. What is Aaron Rodgers doing? I think that's what the world is wondering uh he signed a record-breaking deal i think it's four years 202 million dollars highest paid player in history now yeah per year yeah i mean mean, that's that's something but i'm i'm personally very shocked by that uh especially considering how he lost last year or last year in the playoffs um I I was I, mean, I was for sure thinking like, he's gone, especially because of the quarterback situation. Um, they drafted Jordan Love with their first round pick over like, T Higgins and Wasted other pick, man. They basically Packers confessed they were wrong. I think Jordan Love will be on the move soon. Yeah, and that's a that's a waste. You know, I don't think you can get a first round pick for Jordan Love right now. Um, maybe at best a late second. You know. That's even a push. I mean, I mean, I don't know why. Look, like the Packers team isn't bad by any means. They do have talent. It's just not that good. The organization isn't doing things where I would like, I wouldn't go to the Packers if I want to win a championship. You know, it's one of the last places I would want to go. And look, there's stability. It's an organization that knows what they're doing, but they're never going to go all in for it, you know? You can't have Favre and Aaron Rodgers back-to-back and walk away with two Super Bowls. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. And if Rodgers is really trying to push for the GOAT debate, you know, he's still – I mean, look, he's 37. He's turning 38 soon. He doesn't have much time left. And I get, like, being paid – like, money matters, but – I don't know. Like you have a chance to be the go if you win like three Super Bowls in a row, you know, um, if you go to the right situation and you're not giving yourself the opportunity when you stay with the Packers, you know? Um, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's cool to be paid the highest player in NFL history, I guess. I mean, when you consider inflation, like down the road, someone's going to get more paid than him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Interesting decision by Rodgers. I just, I just think that Pat, that Packers culture is rubbing off on him now. He's just being very content with where he's at. So, yeah. I did not like this deal in any way, shape, or form. And I honestly think I completely misjudged who Aaron Rodgers was and who, what Aaron Rodgers wanted. Um, love Rodgers, but this is not a winning deal at all. So it's a four-year, two hundred where they're going to be paying him $50 million when he's on 42 to 43 years old, um, which is That's ridiculous. crazy. 
But what it did is it moved the money they owe Rogers now and kicked it down the road. So they actually opened up more cap space right now. They're still over, way over. But four years from now, the Packers are done, as in they will have no money left. They won't be able to do anything but do a complete strip rebuild. So that tells me Aaron Rodgers won. He beat the Packers. The Packers have completely kissed his ass in every way to the point where they've sold the one thing they care about, which is stability. So that's number one. Number two, I think we learned that Rodgers really does like the Packers. That's his home. And I don't think he actually ever had interest in leaving, to be honest. But what my problem is the money. He said that on the Pat McAfee show that it was, uh, I forget the word he used, but adjective false that he wanted to be the highest paid player in the league. And then he signs it. Not only that, I thought he was waiting for Devonte to get a long-term deal to help Devonte. Instead, he sucks up all the money and Devonte gets tagged. Not only that, what did Rogers need? Rogers needs a second option. Rogers needs a, a system. Rogers didn't get any of that. And he's not going to, I mean, they have, what you're going to, did you see what he did in that game? The only person he trusted was Aaron Jones other than Devonte, Like, well, how did your team change in any way? Are you going to go 13 and four again next year and then flame out in the playoffs? Like, I just don't see what, why Rogers did this. It feels like he's settling almost rather than trying to like make a big move. And then to just keep going, it's like, I, I, I don't get it on both sides. I, it just feels like a settle. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, like Rogers surprised me, but the Packers did too. You know, they yeah. they've never I, sold their soul to you. You brought up a great point. They never sold their soul to any player, even Brett Favre. They've never done it for Rogers, and they Favre finally West. gave him this kind of contract after drafting a quarterback in the first round a couple of years ago. You know, um, Packer, the Packers they also basically admitted reason. Jordan Love stinks. They basically admitted he stinks too. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and that just devalues Jordan Love even more um, in the trade market. So, and on top of that, now let's get into Zedarius Smith. I had no idea this guy was cut until like five minutes before the podcast. But I don't think it's official, but he's he's going to get cut. I mean, what's going on here? Like, is, is Roger oh, – yeah. like, I, I – yeah, I'm just like amazed at like what's happening. Uh, they franchise tag Devonte Adams too. I'm so sorry, Devonte. Um, <laughs> uh, the other yeah. thing too to acknowledge is that the Rogers Packers beef has isn't going away. The things Rogers did isn't going to disappear. I'll give you an example. If Brian Gutenkunz is in an interview and he says, "Oh, Rogers wants to get," let's say Rogers wants Amari Cooper. And Gutenkun says, that's not in the books, or I don't want to get him. Tell me if I'm wrong, but why would Rodgers just not rethrow a fit? Like, what makes it different this time? Rodgers is a diva. We know this. Like, is exactly. he just going to step to the side and be like, oh, since you guys paid me $200 million, it's okay if you don't listen to me? Like, no. I mean, the Packers had to have made some kind of agreement that they're going to work with Rodgers in the future. But verbal agreements like that can easily be broken. So I am – I'm not a fan of this move for either party. If Rodgers would have re-signed for like three-year, $100 million, I would have been like, oh, well, he's taking a pay cut. Maybe 
he's giving the team freedom to go get him players so he can win a chip. But this doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what Rodgers was thinking. Uh, why is like it doesn't match up with like his attitude toward like there's clear there's clearly reports that came out of him being upset with the team not giving him stuff you know mm-hmm. and now you're gonna stay with them and make their situation even worse by taking that kind of money yeah yeah that, that's I won't be shocked if Rodgers does not win another Super Bowl in his career but I will I say I'm surprised if he wins honestly yeah that's what I'm saying um yeah. sorry. But I will say he is still Aaron freaking Rodgers. If he gets to a championship game versus the Rams, there's no reason why he can't beat them. Uh, he right. has them. Like, given any, given any situation. Exactly. Aaron um, Rodgers is probably the – he's probably, like, you know, one of the one or two best quarterbacks in the league still. Um, exactly. Well, I can't really say that anymore after that performance. But, I mean, he's still a top three. Um, and he's going to – he might win MVP again. Would not be surprised. Actually, I think this guy might be in the running. He might have a little revenge tour. But Rodgers will be in the MVP discussion if he's healthy, hundred percent. Like you can't argue that. It's just then why? Like then why is he getting upset? You know, that's he just needs to know that because of this deal, his situation is not going to change. So if he's going to carry them to a Super Bowl, he can. But you haven't done it in eight years. So I mean, yeah. So. I don't know. If he would have took less money and then Green Bay made a deal like, oh, we're going to go get Amari Cooper. Uh, we're going to go get like a, a Vaughn Miller or Bobby Wagner. Then I'd be like, oh, great. Like, good for you. Yeah. But this- like, it just doesn't add up. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know. This takes him out of the GOAT discussion, especially if he doesn't win another one. Um, Let's say he wins one. I think it would be like a storybook miracle run, you know? Yeah. Which is great, but now you have two Super Bowls and a, a one good run. Like, I don't think you're making two Super Bowls, this roster. No. I mean, I'm not going to say no chance because it's, it's Aaron freaking yeah, yeah. Rodgers. <laughs> you never doubt him. But it's been eight years, pal. And every year, someone messes it up for you, you know? Of course, this is the year where you're expected to win. And all. special teams. And special teams blew it, you know? And, like, don't get it twisted. Aaron wasn't good that game either. No. Like, it wasn't like he was carrying them or anything. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, you're going to keep going to the same – you're going to trust this organization for the rest of your career after all this stuff going out about how you are upset with them. Confusing. It's just that's all I can say. Yeah, I think it's a mistake for both parties, but I don't know. But I think Rogers got to be the most confusing athlete, and uh, he gave me such a big headache over the last year. So I'm just. Yeah, you you must like be pissed off. I mean, like, okay, you can't be, like, right now, but. I've got a yeah. I've got a, a low thirty year old right here who has a winning championship mentality, who's been nominated almost every year for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Uh, a profound leader, a Super Bowl champion, and I'm going to put him in a situation that he's never been in. Um, September can't come fast enough for me. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Right. Talked about the Packers. Um, Now let's talk about free agents. Today, 
way, let's move on to the Washington Commanders. Yes. We talk. Let's talk about free agents, or not free agents, but a trade that happened. Crazy. Carson Wentz got traded for a bag of cookies. Um, I never thought his value would be this low. What What was the trade details? I didn't catch those. It was, I think, two third-round picks for Carson Wentz. Are you? Yeah. Two third-round picks for Carson Wentz? That's crazy. Um, let's, okay. Let's first talk about the cold side of things. Um, moving off of Carson Wentz. They better have a damn plan to get a quarterback in the room because Carson Wentz has been their best quarterback since Andrew Luck retired. I think the um, rumors are they're between Mitch Trubisky and Jimmy G. Like, and I believe Teddy's in the mix too. At that point, you know, when you're stuck between Mitch Trubisky, Teddy Bridgewater, and Jimmy G, you might as well keep Carson Wentz, you know? Like, I mean, Wentz wasn't great, but he wasn't, like, he wasn't horrible. I didn't think he was terrible last year. He just got outplayed in the last game of the year. Um, I'm with you. I watched all the games because of Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) Yeah. um, And I know you had uh, Michael Pittman, too, so. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. It's I'm, like, shocked that Indiana, like, after giving up a first and a third for him last year, I'm shocked that they gave him one year. He, you know, of course, he choked in in the last game of the year against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you're like done with them, you know, like if that game didn't happen in the, in the Colts made the playoffs, I guarantee you that they wouldn't be making this move. They would just stick with him. I think like, it's not that he's not, it's not that Carson Wentz is amazing. It's just, I don't know like why you do this unless you think you can get a better quarterback. And like when the rumors are Teddy Bridgewater and Jimmy G I don't know if like that situation is a better situation than you with then. I don't know if the situation with Teddy Bridgewater and Jimmy G is that much better with having a guy like Carson Wentz, you know? Yeah. So I see what you're saying, but actually I think it's a more of a culture thing. So really quick, I looked it up. So it's a, a third, a second and a conditional third that can become a second, which is incredibly low for Carson Wentz in my opinion. But I think the Colts were mad at Wentz's play style. And that's a valid argument. Wentz is a hero ball player. He will hold the ball too long. He wants the big play. I think the Colts last year looked and said, we have a good defense. We have a star running back. We have a great O-line. And I think they're looking for more of a game manager than a hero ball player. Which, again, I watched Wentz last year and he was good. So – I'm, I'm thinking you bring in a Jimmy G. I think you win two more games than you did last year. So instead of being nine and eight, you might be nine and six, which is good. But at the same time, is it is yeah. that really going to take you to the next level? Like, I think, yeah. I think Jimmy G makes you a better football team. I think that's the guy I would go for. He's a great game, game manager. He can play with them, just play action to uh, Pittman. And uh, so I, I get it. But at the same time, I don't know how much better they got. Yeah, and like or will get, assuming unless there was like serious locker room issues with Carson Wentz, where 
like he got in like a fist fight with Frank Reich or 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 Steve Ball- or uh Chris Ballard or whatever. Like, why not give him another shot? You know? Um yeah. you have like his value is really low right now. You have nothing to lose by getting, you know, or you're not missing out on much with Teddy Bridgewater or uh Jimmy G. Just give him another shot. See where it goes from here. I mean, it's the first time that he's been under Frank Reich again um, with stability after getting traumatized by that horrible situation with the Eagles. I would give him, I would have given him another shot, you know. Um, with you. I think he deserved a second year at least. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know, like, uh, that also gets me like thinking like, what did they expect from Carson Wentz? Like, this is the player who he, the, this is a player that he is coming into exactly. um, the team last year. So, like, what did they expect? I think the Colts are trying to take advantage of the Jonathan Taylor window because they don't have to pay him for a couple more years. But then Carson Wentz is a better option when it comes to like upside than a Jimmy G. So it's like if they were to let Carson go and go get Russell Wilson or um Rogers then I'm, I'm like okay that's fine you're taking advantage of your JT window but I don't I'm pretty sure they're gonna go the game manager route I don't think that's the best yeah, move. I agree with that I get it but your window's not big when you pay JT everything's changing and your lineman will probably be retiring by that time yeah. uh interesting situation uh we'll see maybe they're trying to head into a different direction because at the end of the day, Carson Wentz doesn't fit that game manager role. Which, yeah, that's fair. It's not who he is. I do think it fits the com- uh, the commanders. I was about to say commoners. Uh, I do think it fits the commanders. The commanders, yeah. Because I mean, they're they're this new team. Um, I do like the name. I, I think it matches their logo and their culture. They have overrated receivers, but not bad receivers. Um, I do like Curtis Samuel. I, I do like Scary Terry. So I mean, I think Carson's really good for them. Just sell some tickets. Uh, almost, I don't want to call him Russell Westbrook, but like you know, if you're a team that's not good, yeah, yeah. Us, I see that. Bring some tickets. Yeah, you know. I see that exactly. You know, yeah. Let's let's move on to the Commanders. Commanders. They gave up nothing. Okay, they didn't give up nothing, but for a quarterback, you know, that's not a bad deal at all. Just take a flyer on a dude um, who didn't play terrible last year. I like he was he was average. You know, they're just. It's just when Carson Wentz makes mistakes, it just looks bad, you know. But his highs are pretty damn high, you know. And he almost won MVP that year. Yeah, uh, in his second year, you know. And, like, I think it's time to move on from that Carson Wentz. Like, that's not who he is anymore. Um, but, like, like, you're not missing out on much with Taylor Heineke, you know. And considering how bad the quarterback's situation has been for the Washington Commanders for the past – what 10 years since rg3 is rookie year 10 13 years or something like that mm-hmm. just give carson wentz a chance sell some tickets and honestly considering that division you never know like you have a shot to make the playoff Absolutely. every single year i think carson wentz was the perfect signing for the commanders uh like i said just gives you that spark and that little chance, little hope, a uh, little change. I love Ron Rivera. Um, defense extremely overrated, uh, but regardless, it's it, wait. a second, a third, and a maybe second. Great dude, great move. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And for the NFC West, I think, you know, this like it's not for sure how much better the commanders are now. We have to see with the free agency because their defense was really bad this year. But um, I think it puts them in the mix with like the Eagles. Maybe, I mean, maybe Dallas, you know. Giants? Dallas like, is uh, a fraudulent. They're fraudulent to me, um, personally. The Cowboys? Yeah. I don't think they'll ever be, like, a real, real contender unless they cut Dak. That's what I'm, like, confident in. I will in. say they were not bad last year. They – I think Mike McCarthy is a terrible coach, but I think Dan Quinn has done a great job with the defense. Um, and sure. – I think him staying was a big deal, especially with Micah and uh, I forget their other tackles name, but so I think their defense is good. The Amari, we should really talk about the Amari one next, but that had me scratching my head. Um, I, I just don't know how good Dak is. I really, because what was Dak before CD and before Amari, or excuse me, what was Dak before Amari Cooper? Yeah, like Dak is look, he is his personality. I think I think his personality is what makes him a franchise quarterback. It's not like how good he is on the floor or on the on the on the field. Like below average arm. Um he consistently makes wrong reads. It's just he has like legitimately a top three receiving core in the league um every single year. In his rookie year, he had Ezekiel freaking Elliott. Um you know, also, I think they need to start running Pollard. Yeah, um, we can touch on the Cowboys then. That's a horrible situation to be in. Um, as a cow, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'd be like, damn, what's going on here? I'm paying Zeke this kind of money when we got a backup who's better than him. You know, I, I genuinely think Tony Pollard is a better running back than Zeke, and I think a lot yeah. of people would agree with me. No, like, I think I don't, I don't have the numbers like in front of me right now, but Zeke's like a uh, break breakout run percentage is legitimately one of the lowest in the league. Like I, re- I remember this one specific play, the Cowboys cannot move the ball because they couldn't run. Zeke was, you know, he, he's not explosive anymore. He's just Check this out. Um, Tony Pollard had a hundred less carries, but he averaged 1.3 more yards per his carries. Yeah. Like, you know, this is one play where Zeke was not getting it done on the run game. He's just not that explosive anymore. And as soon as Tony Pollard came in, they ran for like a 43-yard touchdown. I don't remember who it was against last season, but Pollard is clearly a much more explosive running back and can receive the ball. Um, and, you know, that's why you don't pay running backs. And, like, it sucks because running the ball is important and you need to give it to somebody. But – Running backs aren't worth giving that kind of money to because you like, you can just see from like the Cowboys, you know, Zeke, Zeke was amazing. His like first two years. Mm-hmm. And now look at him. He's not even a top 20 running back. In the league yeah, anymore. Just to speak for Alex, take Najee in the first round. I know he'd bring that up right now. Um, yep. But you just, it's hard to reach on a running back. They're very dispensable, but yeah, I think uh, the commanders could make uh they can make a run at it. Good signing for them. So I will say let's segue into free agents now. And since we're on the Cowboys, we can talk about Amari Cooper, which was a really 
Yeah. Same. Yeah. Shocking. Move. Shocking. Uh, first of all, if you were going to cut someone for cap space, why are you cutting Amari Cooper, a receiver? Why? Why? Like, where? Why isn't Zeke getting cut? Like, we we're just talking about how Zeke, like running backs don't. They're not. They're not like they can't be paid this kind of money. You know, why is a receiver who is ten times more important than a running back? getting cut and Amari Cooper is a legit one in this league. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I think, I think the cow, I don't get the move. I really don't. It makes no sense to me. Amari Cooper, like improved Dak so much for his career. And as a quarterback, I don't understand why they let him go at all. Um, do I think CD can fill in the role as a one? Absolutely. I think he can um do I like Gallup I do but Amari was great like he wasn't getting as many targets but he was a great piece um I think the Cowboys should have it. I I don't understand the move I really don't yeah I mean it might be just like I a can't, thing. I can't think of one reason why they would maybe tax write-offs but like yeah I mean you know one thing about Gary Jones he's case, but yeah, it's just dysfunction in Dallas, um, especially considering after having like a successful year for the first time in like six years, yeah. they finally get to the playoffs and they cut their best receiver. <laughs> That's not good. Um, I I don't know where he's going to end up, but wherever it is, like he's going to have more stability. That's for sure. Yeah. So then uh, let's move on to Mike Williams, who got his bag. <laughs> <laughs> good for him well receivers are important but they also need to get separation <laughs> um yeah I, I think it's like 20 million dollars a year annually for mike williams that's that's pretty crazy um yeah three years 60 yeah that's pretty crazy but like hey he does make some big time catches i don't think the Chargers would have had this kind of success without him for sure this year finally broke out after his hype <laughs> Uh, going into college or going into the NFL. But man, uh, I guess the Chargers feel really confident in him. And like, look, he had an outstanding season last year. Um, he really was a true breakout candidate for them and yeah, one of the best players. Over 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns, I believe. Right. And like, he's capable of breaking off for 250 and three touchdowns in a game, you know? Absolutely. With Justin Herbert. Exactly. That's just the type of player he is. You know, he can change games. Uh, and I think that's what they're betting on. And look, Mike Williams overpay for sure. But I think it's a great move for the Chargers. It keeps their culture intact. Um, it tells it tells players, look, if you perform well, despite how bad you were in the past. We'll still pay you. We'll still take care of you, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I It's an overpay. I really do think it's an overpay. Uh, yeah, but my gut feeling is telling me that Mike Williams got some offers from other teams, or I guess maybe might've been testing the market and they matched. I think he was, it, it was an extension or was it a free agency contract? It, I think it was a free agency contract. Yeah. Okay. So my guess is that there were teams willing to offer him close to that number and the chargers, he was a player the chargers felt they had to keep. And I get that. I do. I just, it's, a, it's an overpay. 
Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, but... And it puts a lot of pressure on Keenan because Mike Williams is not the separation guy. He's the jump ball guy. Yeah. So, uh, I would like to see the Chargers. I know, I mean, obviously you're not going to get a player of this caliber, but like a Cooper Cup or like um, maybe even a Judy or a... Uh, Marty a Cooper. Walker, <laughs> old Edelman. Uh, yeah, Amari Cooper. It's just someone to... Like a slot receiver? Get some space because yeah. you guys are... I know we watched that Raiders game. I mean, Herbert was throwing jump balls the whole game because they're big. But I'd like to see a little bit more versatility in the Chargers. Uh, yeah. Wide receiver room. Yeah, yeah. They definitely need more of a separation kind of guy. Even Keenan, I don't think he's a great, the greatest separator. He's uh, very good at it. He's not elite, but he's a very good separator. Yeah, but, not- like, he's the only guy who's consistently able to do that. Um so, yeah, it does put – and, uh, you know, like Mike Williams is a good receiver, but, you know, I think it just credit – it's just credit to Justin Herbert even more. Like, this dude's phenomenal. Um, yeah. He Like, he doesn't have the greatest receivers, but he's still, like, legitimately probably a top-five quarterback, especially last year. Um, but anyways, let's move on uh, to Calvin – I want to talk about Calvin Ridley. Let's stay on the subject with receivers. Not about their game, but how stupid some people can be. Calvin Ridley. Uh, Imagine. Sorry, let's just think about this for a minute. Imagine being an NFL athlete who takes a leave of absence for your mental health. And then you gamble on the games that you're supposed to be playing in. Lose a ton of money. Then get fined and suspended. Yeah. What are you doing, dude? Like. Calvin Ridley, way to handle your your. Like, like, let's be let's be extreme here. Let's say you take a mental health break, right? And then you're out back smoking Jays or whatever you're doing, and uh, the NFL drug tests you, and they see that there's weed in your system. Well, okay, like it makes some sense. But to take a mental health break, mental health, and then to gamble on the NFL games, unbelievable. It. I feel like he legitimately just didn't want to play for the Falcons. Yeah. If you even yeah. love your job, like what? It just feels like he didn't even like football to do something that stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, like don't get it twisted. Mental health is important, but damn, you're, you have a damn job to do. You're getting paid millions of dollars to do this. Um, like you have doctors saving lives and they're getting paid a 10th of your salary, you know? <laughs> You got to play football on national television every single Sunday. You're one of the stars of the NFL. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I know it's I, like, I, I'm not a celebrity, but I like, I can understand why it's tough to like deal with all that kind of tension, mm-hmm. but you have responsibility too, bro. And it just shows that I think it's, I don't know if like he's legit and saying like he, he has mental health issues. I think he just, doesn't like football you know with, with this kind of move honestly like, i agree with you yeah i mean wow uh he bet what thirteen hundred dollars and now he's losing on millions and you know that that's just horrible risk analysis and management Why? whoever his agent is he better get fired especially Why football too like gamble anything yeah if you have an itch like go nba go UFC, uh, boxing, um, what, what else going on right now? Baseball, like, 
Yeah, or like just go back to classic oh, horse riding. That's the that's the one that everyone goes to for gambling. Uh, Your own league? It's just so. Yeah, and yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough to see. Uh, hopefully, Calvin learns from this. Uh, I think he's one of the greatest. He's one of the best receivers in the league, for sure. Um. <laughs> Yeah. When is he a free agent? Is he a free agent after next year? I am not sure what his contract looks like. I believe he signed a four-year worth $10.9 which is nothing. So, yeah, his final year of the rookie is this year. Next year. Okay. Wow. So, he's in line to get a bag. He also kind of just fumbled the bag. Yeah, he's he's twenty seven. I mean, his prime, bro. That's tough. He played one year, free agent, hit the market. Maybe go help out Aaron Rodgers. You know, you don't think Rodgers would walk up to management and say, "Go get me that guy." Yeah, yeah. Dude, the special talent. You know, and it's just unfortunate. It's really unfortunate that this stuff happens sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. um, his tweets low key were like. Okay, this is this part's gonna be a little unprofessional, but I didn't like his tweets at all. He was like saying how he's gonna be stronger when he comes back and stuff. Like, dude, just own up to it. Say you messed up, bro. Like, come on, man. You messed up good. Like, you messed up bad, like really bad. You know? Yeah, I'm with you there. So I guess to move on to the next segment, um, this will be the final one, but as a Big picture that we did have some franchise tags across the league looking at, uh, you know, Devontae and uh, Chris Godwin. So any thoughts about the franchise tag as a whole or some in particular? Um, like, example, like, are you talking about specific players or just like the whole the system of franchise tagging? Up to you. Look, I think, okay, let's talk about the franchise tag as a whole. And I, I guess we can go into – the direction of the NFL. So um, just to compare the NFL and the NBA, I think there's clear, it's it's clearly a different league and not, not just about the sport, but about who has power, you know? The NBA, it's all about the player. And I think LeBron started it once he left Cleveland back in 2010. Players have power in the NBA and they can do whatever they want Um uh, they can do whatever they want. Money isn't everything to them. They're always going to get endorsed. Players have the power in the NBA. The NFL is different in the sense that organizations have power. Like we were just talking about Mario Cooper getting cut. Like you can't do that in the NBA. You get cut and you still have to pay them. You know, like franchise. I think the biggest example of how NFL, the NFL is run and like how owners have the ultimate power is franchise tagging. Like it, I think the best example is Allen Robinson. Um, this guy does not want to be a part of the Bears, Chicago Bears organization, like whatsoever. It's very clear. Uh, he's an outstanding receiver. And, you know, if you watch him, you can argue that he's a top 10 receiver in his league. He's a clear number one option. And I think he's on the same tier as Amari Cooper and potentially a guy like Keenan Allen. But the Bears, because they're so bad at offense and so bad at receiver, they had a tag. Al Robinson. And that's with Allen Robinson's that's without his consent. Like the same thing happened. I don't know if Devontae Adams necessarily wanted like he might have wanted to say no. 
with Aaron Rodgers staying. But when you force a guy to stay with you, that's that's uh that's not giving your player much freedom, you know. And like not to I'm I'm I want to credit the NFL in saying like yes, player player power has improved. Like Russell Wilson finally got out of that terrible situation. And I don't think quarterbacks can move like that um, 20 years ago. But, you know, the franchise tag, I think, is something to really question. Like, is this ethical? You know, like, like players aren't items. Like, they're not objects. You can't just, like, choose who you want. You have to convince them to stay, you know. Um, personally, just out of, like, morale and giving more power to the player, which I think ultimately they should have the most power because they're the product at the end of the day, you know, coaches and players in the NFL. I would take out the franchise tag system uh, just so that players finally can have some say in the NFL, you know, um, that's just how I feel about it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. The tag is interesting. Was Allen Robinson tagged last year, right? Yeah. But he's an unrestricted free agent this year. Yes, but the Bears can theoretically tag him again. Interesting. Yeah, the system's weird. I don't fully understand it, um, but I'm with you. I do think it's really interesting that a player is forced to stay an extra year. Yeah. It's just um, – it's really interesting. So you're looking at someone like Devontae, who's the best receiver in the NFL. You're telling me this guy couldn't get a contract, you know? Um, there's no stability. Like for There's yeah. no financial security for him. You know, Chris Godwin's great, but you know, to be tagged again, it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm, I'll, I'll talk about the teams because you did good big picture. Uh, I do think the Godwin tag was good. Um, obviously, he's a piece you want to keep. Him and Mike Evans work great together, and I do think Tampa is. My gut feeling is telling me they're trying to get Deshaun. Um, I, I just feel like they want to do something big. Yeah, dude, I totally, I'm not going to lie. I totally forgot that Deshaun Watson is still uh, still in the market. Still is. Um, see, if the Colts go for Deshaun after moving Wentz, then I'll be like. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Go take a risk. Um, but, yeah, so, again, you want to put yourself in a position where you have money to pay people. So, um, you can go out and get a Deshaun or trade for, you know, Jimmy G, Teddy, Ryan, uh, Fitzmagic, whoever you want. So, I get that one. On the other side, uh, who else did we talk about the tags? I know there's a lot of tight ends, but honestly, I could care less about tight ends. Right, yeah, the Cowboys. If we can clown on the Cowboys more, they tagged their tight Dalton Schultz. I I do like Schultz a lot because I had him in fantasy, and he's. I will say he Dak likes him a lot, and I do think that matters. Um, but yeah, so we looked at Godwin. Um, who's the other big tag? Is it not mine? Ridley didn't get tagged. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was a chunk of them, and I do think I get it. I, it's it's good for the team, but like you're saying, to what extent? Because like uh, there's always the argument that you know, as athletes, they they are getting paid millions of dollars from their owners and their GMs to create teams. It's almost like if we let the NFL create its own team when where do we draw the line you know because the nba you have a roster of 10 12 guys nfl you got a roster of 60 guys so the league i i I will say i do not think the nfl will ever get to the point where players have as much rights as the nba 
But I do think there is some wiggle room. And I think there's players like Deshaun, uh, Russell, uh, Rogers, who are exercising this, you know, by protesting Kyler right now. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It, like, I don't want to take away anything from like the progress that's been going on. Like, yeah, there, there has been clear, like it, there has been more player power, you know? Um, but that's, that's just where I would go. I just think like players should be able to say like where they want to go and, because they're the and they're the product at the end of the day, you know. They're the reason why the NFL is big. It's not the owners that do anything. Yeah, the owners do pay the players. So, like I said, and the NFL is more structured than the NBA. They have more levels to it. But, anyways, with that, I think we'll wrap it up here. So this was a a good episode talking about just all the craziness happening in football. We had the end of the franchise tag. And uh, next week, stay tuned. Alex will be joining us again, and we will start to dive into more NBA and hopefully some more free agency moves in uh, football. Well, we'll get into NBA, assuming there's no, like, Patrick Mahomes to the freaking Niners or anything like that. But, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, stay tuned for the NBA. Um, I think we'll be going over the West, the final part of the West. Last week, we are going over uh, the top of the West. Now we're going to go towards the bottom. Um, so yeah, that's where we're going to head with that. Perfect. Thank you for listening.